It's the KGEZ Good Morning Show with Robin Mitchell and John Hendricks. And joining us this morning, our Superintendent of Public Construction, Elsie Arnson. Good morning, Elsie. Good morning and Merry Christmas to everyone. What a what a great day we've got across our state coming from Helena right now. A little bit chilly if you want a weather report, <laughs> but uh, no snow. Uh, but we have some beautiful powdered sugar dusting in the mountains that we have surrounding Helena. All right. So talk with us about these teacher licensing fees. Yes. Um, there was a piece of legislation that came from Representative Beattie that um, shared that the state was no longer going to support uh, the staff that created um, and helped and aided our teachers in relicensing every five years or those new teacher licensing. And that means then that the uh, cost of the personal services for these employees was going to go with the licensing fees. And um, it was up to me then to give a recommendation to the Board of Public Ed. These are seven members that are appointed by the governor. And my recommendation was hold teachers harmless. Uh, let's make sure that right now with teacher recruitment, where we have a deficit and had a deficit for so many years in math and reading and science of those experts. But let's go ahead and increase the licensing fees for our administrators. They have much more power, much more authority, plus they also have a larger bottom line. They are paid much, much more than a beginning salary, which is 32000 in Montana. We're one of the lowest paid states for teachers. So the Board of Public Ed rejected my recommendation, very sad about that, and they tripled the licensing fees for teachers. And I believe we can um, do better. And I'm hoping that the governor and the legislature in this next go-round will uh, really look at the profession of being a teacher and recognizing what they do, uh, not just in decreasing the licensing fees, but um, making sure that they're, uh, they're elevated. And we want to have the best educators in our classroom for my grandchildren and for any uh, children across our great state. And so very yeah. disappointed that the Board of Public Ed tripled the teacher licensing fees. My gosh, that's just another uh, uh, reason why teachers don't come to Montana. First of all, we got the, if not the lowest, the uh, almost the lowest uh, starting teacher pay in America, the entire 50 states. Uh, we uh, have our housing costs that are through the roof, which is something that's unmanageable for most teachers' salaries. And now you want to triple their licensing fees. Yep, it just doesn't make sense. It's not, a, it, to me, it wasn't a great educated move. Uh, but I understand that um, legislation does have consequences. I was a legislator for 12 years and I, before I got into my role as state superintendent. So I do understand implementation is sometimes challenging. So trying to give grace to where it is at this point. But we are doing everything we can to uplift teachers. We have a teacher residency program where we pay a stipend for teachers that are in their um, uh, first three years of in-service at the university. That last year of student teaching then is a paid internship. And that residency program, um, the legislature also agreed with and is going to give uh, dollars to help support that. We were very careful in crafting using those COVID monies that the federal government 
uh, gave us through federal tax dollars. And so we began a pilot program with that. We've also done a lot of reciprocity with states, trying to get teachers from other states into Montana. Uh, and in our rural region, which Montana by, by federal uh, standards, we are a frontier state, which means it's very challenging in majority of our 402 school districts to even get a math or a science teacher, let alone a school counselor or a librarian or a music teacher. So we've redone um, our accreditation process rather than every year uh, where a school might receive a ding for not having the right teacher or the uh, appropriate teacher based on the Board of Public Ed's standards. We um, are going for three years to give a little bit more grace as we recognize the job market. We recognize that inflation is high. We recognize that uh, there is a lot of issues in hiring people everywhere across our nation, not just in Montana or in our rural school districts. Well, tonight you're going to have your seventh community uh, discussion. Tell us what you expect to hear. Oh, this is going to be a great one. You know, we've done this, and it's pretty much implementation of legislation. It offers the public, it offers Montanans to really recognize what happened after the public hearings during the legislative action. So we're going to be discussing an early literacy program that was given to us by Representative Barker. Montana has never had anything that really hones in on a specific subject of learning or a different type of grade level. This is for four-year-olds all the way up to third grade. And it's in three different uh, flexible opportunities. So it's a classroom-based literacy program. It could be a home-based literacy program to um, have an understanding that we have since the pandemic um, and even prior to, but there's been a large uptick in more homeschool population. And then an early literacy jumpstart. And that means prior to school starting in the fall, a jumpstart program would be taking students that um, are going to be entering into public education from kindergarten all the way to third grade, uh, prior to that school door opening in more of a hands-on early learning model as a jumpstart before they begin that school year. So excited about this. There is a Zoom uh, that's on our parent resource page at uh, Montana OPI, and that's not the nail polish, that's off the public instruction. Um, get on there, get into that Zoom, and uh, listen. And what we do is we dialogue with parents. So I know in a formal hearing process in the legislative, you've got your opponents and you've got your proponents, and you can't come back and ask more questions. Uh, through our parent meetings, and this is our seventh one, you will be able to um, have questions answered to the best of our ability. Uh, as we implement this program. It will begin the summer of 24, so we're only nine months away from a brand-new literacy program. Uh, talk with us a little bit about uh, the pre-K program. I know we've tried for a long time to get something like that going here in the state. So pre-K means that uh, there would be state dollars flowing to students of ages four all the way uh, through the age of 19. Uh, I do believe in the 20, 2019 session, they extended the age of, of entrance into public or exit into public school, let's put it at the end of it, to the age of 19. We were really the only state that hadn't extended learning into, the, into that role. 
pre-K then means that there would be state dollars flowing from a four-year-old coming into a pre-K uh, program, a, a pre-kindergarten program. We don't have that in our state. Uh, there has been um, some movement legislative-wise. It would have to be done through legislation because it would be an expenditure of tax dollars in order to do this. I believe this program that of the early literacy, it's not uh, a replacement of pre-K. It recognizes that learning, uh, especially in reading, as other states have entered into this realm, that there needs to be more emphasis of reading. If you can read by the age of 10, that means then that you have a better opportunity and a better chance, not just of completing your uh, public school uh, from K-12 to um, uh, graduation, but it also means that you have a propensity to either to go to college or to get a job. And it would, up, it would take legislation in order for pre-K to do that, and it would take precious tax dollars. This literacy program, though, is a big emphasis of kindergarten as well as into uh, third grade. So it doesn't touch on pre-K. And what I really appreciate what the legislature recognized is that parents right now um, are thinking more. Instead of public school, they're thinking of where they could be um, in homeschool. Our private school also did uptick a little bit, but we are recognizing that since uh, the pandemic, more workers are working at home. More workers are teleworking through their company or even through government, and that way they have more of an understanding of what children can be doing at home. Okay, now, Elsie, you mentioned uh, reading by the age of 10. I... I think I was reading by the age of 10. Oh, sure. You by know, then I, you, you know, were. The skip and flip books or whatever, you know, in the olden <laughs> days. But uh, the. Oh, gentlemen, that's aging you. you yeah, know, it is. Flip, it is. Know. But, you know, John and I were <laughs> talking. Dick and Jane, yes. Yeah, John and I were talking about that earlier uh, because I, I was kind of shocked by the preschool reading thing. And I said, but I remember the uh, alphabet being above the uh, chalkboards. And learning the alphabet, first of all, the alphabet song, and then putting words together and learning phonetics. And uh, so you were reading sentences. I don't know. I thought I was probably in first, second grade. And then you hone your skills with comic books, whatever it takes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, you know, and I remember reading uh, books, you know, and I, I don't know what age, you know, Tom Sawyer, that kind of stuff. Of so, course. So, yeah, so it's interesting uh, to have the legislature really hone in. Like I said, other states have done this. I don't think it's a fad. There is this discussion of called the science of reading, and that's what doubles down into the teachers. And let's come back, you know, to who delivers that education. Yes, you can do it virtually. You can do it digitally. You can um, have many ways of uh, recognizing what what literature looks like. But what we're also understanding is our standards of reading. Uh, they haven't been dusted off, so we have opened up our reading standards. We're also looking at how teachers teach and looking at that confidence level. If you just put up a basic triangle and if you have real good structure of reading in your early grades, 
that means more critical thinking can happen as you reach that pinnacle point of that triangle as you move toward you know formal learning so we're also looking at confidence of teachers and making sure that teachers do have that confidence in order to teach that Tom Sawyer or you know any of those great literary uh, components where an understanding of our world where it used to be but more so where our world can be mm-hmm. Very good. Great explanation for us uh, this morning, Elsie. We really do appreciate it. One more quick thing. Uh, You, uh, as superintendent of public instruction, serve on the state land board. Can you give us any information on that? Very much appreciate that. You know, and uh, the Kalispell area holds a lot of trust trust lands and um, a lot, of course, around your beautiful future feature, uh, the lakes that you've got up there and the timber that is harvested from there. Um, It all comes out of our uh, Department of uh, Resources, and our Department of Resources uh, is where the the land board sits. We sit once a month. I have one next Monday. But we have uh, not just timber harvest. We also have uh, agricultural and grazing, and we are an ag state, and that's our number one dollar that flows in if you are grazing or doing any kind of agriculture on top of state trust lands, a percentage of those dollars do flow. And then they flow to public schools. We also have oil and gas, and we have coal. So all of these dollars, um, it's the largest check that I have ever received uh, ever in my term of the last seven years, and it's $57 million, almost $58 million dollars. So I'm a billion dollars of public education of tax dollar every single year. The more that our state state trust lands work for public education, the less taxes have to go into public education. So it's a great savings, and it means then that uh, we are the treasure state as our motto, and our treasures of timber, egg, uh, uh, oil and gas and coal are working for our Montana treasures, which are our children. They are our future. Elsie, is always a great conversation. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for spending time with us this morning. Superintendent of Public Instruction, Elsie Arnson. Merry Christmas to all. And gentlemen, there'll be a test after this conversation, <laughs> so you'll find it in your email. Oh. But Merry Christ- Christmas and blessings to all. Thank you. Thanks, Elsie. <laughs>